Amen. Well, enjoyed the service tonight. I want you to take your Bibles to Song of Solomon, chapter number 5. This is where our burden's at tonight, Song of Solomon, chapter number 5. <clears throat> and uh, it has been a privilege to be here, and I appreciate every testimony and everything that's been said, and my heart has been stirred. Song of Solomon, chapter number 5. And if you're willing and able, let's stand together. Song of Solomon 5. Look with me in verse number 1 there. In Song of Solomon chapter number 5, verse number 1, the Bible says, I am come into my garden, my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my work, my myrrh with my spice. I have eaten my honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends, drink, yea, drink abundantly, O beloved. I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew, and my locks with the drops of the night. I have put off my coat. How shall I put it on? I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? My beloved put in his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels removed for him. And I rose up to open to my beloved. My hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. And I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. The watchmen that went about the city found me, and they smote me. They wounded me. And the keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. I charge you, daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am sick of love. What is thy beloved more than another beloved, O thou fairest among women? What is thy beloved more than another beloved that thou dost so charge us? And she said, My beloved is wide and ruddy, the chiefest among ten thousand. Skip with me to verse number 16, if you will. The Bible says, His mouth is most sweet, yea, he is altogether lovely. This is my beloved. And this is my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. You can be seated tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be here. Lord, we thank you, God, for every testimony. Lord, we thank you, God, for what you've done in our hearts. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd bless tonight, Lord, the reading and, God, the preaching of your word tonight. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us. Lord, would you stir the hearts of your people. God, reclaim that one that's backslidden. God, would you save that one that's lost tonight, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Song of Solomon chapter number 5 tonight is probably not a familiar passage of Scripture to some of us tonight, uh, but I promise you this, that we can find truth for our soul tonight, an application that will help us in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Song of Solomon tonight can be, can be viewed three ways tonight. The Jew looks at it as uh, Israel's relationship with Jehovah God, and then you and I as the bride of Christ tonight can look at it as the relationship between Jesus Christ and the bride of Christ, the church tonight. But I want to zoom in a little bit further tonight and just preach a thought uh, looking at, at it this way on the, on the idea of uh, the bride as you and I, the individual believer tonight in our relation to uh, the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. We find here in Song of Solomon chapter number five that Solomon and the Shulamite girl have, have already been married and, and for sake of time we can't look now but if you look at chapter 
chapter number 4, you'll find that this is the honeymoon chapter. You'll find uh, that they've been married and they've gone away on their honeymoon getaway, so to speak. And now the honeymoon phase is over. The relationship is starting to reach normalcy and it's, uh, it's beginning to plane out now. And here we find in Song of Solomon chapter number 5 that Solomon has been out laboring in the night. He's been out working and he comes by the bride's bedchamber and he desires fellowship with her and we find that he knocks on the door and he makes his presence known but the Bible says in verse number 3 she says this she said I have put off my coat how shall I put it on I have washed my feet how shall I defile them and then she says this she said I sleep in verse number 2 but my heart waketh and boy isn't that where the church is today boy we're asleep on God we say I, I, I sleep but my heart waketh my heart's in it I, you know preacher my heart is in it and I may not be here all the time and you know I may not be as dedicated as I once was uh, but God looks on my heart uh, friend that's a bunch of hogwash tonight if your heart is where it's supposed to be uh, then your body will be where it's supposed to be and your hands will be where they're supposed to be and your wallet tonight will be where it's supposed to be hey when God has you and he possesses you and you're right with him and you're in his will he'll have every bit of you tonight amen and that's what the church says we say I sleep but my heart waketh and she says this in verse number three she said I have put off my coat how shall I put it on I've washed my feet how shall I defile them and we find the bride in a place of complacency and a place of rest and a place of apathy and all the while Solomon is knocking on the door and boy he's steady on the outside trying to get in he's constantly knocking he's constantly wooing he's constantly drawing he constantly makes himself known but all the while she lays in the bed all the while she neglects him all the while she, she ignores him until she finds out uh, that when she finally gets up uh, she finally musters up enough courage uh, to go and answer the door we find a tragedy takes place in verse number 6 look what the Bible says she said I opened to my beloved but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone my soul failed when he spake I sought him but I could not find him and I called him but he gave me no answer amen you know what happened she could not find him he was there at one point and because of her apathy because of her waiting because of her lingering because she refused him he took his flight and he was gone tonight amen to preach on this thought for just a few moments tonight. What do you do when you can't find God? What do you do when you can't find God? There are things in our life that will drive a wedge between us and God tonight, whether it be our sin or whether it be our circumstances, whether it be a turn of events that happen in our life. There are things that drive a wedge between us and the Savior tonight. And you say, what do you do, preacher, when you can't find God? Now this is real profound tonight. You look for him, amen. You seek after him. You go back to the place where you felt his presence. You go back to the place where he last spoke to you. You go back to the place where you felt of a desire for him like you had before and the passion was burning and the love was present. Go back to that place tonight, amen, and you will find him. I noticed this, that she goes out and she begins to look for him. She begins to search for her beloved and her bridegroom tonight and we find that she goes out in the court 
courtyard and she looks for him. Uh, but there's one thing that I find tonight in her search. Number one, I find that there was passion involved in her search. There was passion involved in her search. Look at the language and look at the wording in verse number six. The Bible says this, that I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. Do you know what I find when I read verse number six? I find that it was not just something that was casual to her. It was not just a flippant relationship. This was not somebody that she just knew in passing, but this was her beloved tonight. This was her bridegroom. And the fact of the matter is is when she went to answer the door and she found out he was gone when she found out there was a void it bothered her tonight amen but can I say this that if you're saved by the grace of God if some if some miles get between you and the Savior if some space gets between you and the Savior it will bother you tonight amen you know I believe it was Vance Havner tonight you know what he said he said revival is this he said revival is falling in love with Jesus Jesus all over again and I'll tell you what's happened church Uh, some of us are here tonight and we're here in our place Uh, we're here in our pew Uh, but our heart has turned toward Egypt Uh, and we've turned our heart uh, and we've turned our eyes uh, uh, to the things of the world Uh, and you may be present here tonight oh but the passion's burned out uh, and there's a longing uh, and there's a a longing in your heart uh, uh, to be where you once were with Christ again amen There was passion involved in her search. Boy, she got up. She realized that he had gone. He'd taken his flight. It bothered her and she got up uh, to look for him tonight. Can I encourage you to do this? Uh, Will you look for the Savior tonight? Uh, Will you listen to his longing? Uh, Will you listen to his drawing tonight? Uh, Will you turn back by faith? Uh, uh, Will you walk back in his direction tonight? Uh, Because the fact of the matter is uh, is that you'll find Jesus uh, uh, standing there with arms wide open. Uh, uh, You'll find him where you lost him. Uh, uh, You'll find him where you left him and he will receive you tonight amen if you look for him don't lose your passion listen to me tonight I don't know if the situation is in your heart I don't know the circumstances in your life but there's a void in your heart and life between you and the Savior tonight would to God you not let that make you fall out would to God tonight you decide that even though you can't find him right now even though the roses aren't blooming in your heart uh, even though the spring's not well enough uh, uh, you'll determine in your heart uh, that you'll get to where God is uh, and keep your passion tonight hey neighbor do not lose uh, uh, your passion for God tonight amen you know what people do when they get out of the will of God or they slip up and they mess up they refuse the thing the very things that'll help them uh, get back to God brother it seems like when people mess up or they have some kind of falter in their life or they get into sin and that they're standing in the balance in their heart whether to get right with God or to continue on the path that they're going it seems like they'll just quit church they'll get the molly grubs to the preacher they'll bow up on the people of God and dare somebody to say something about their sin and dare somebody to say something about their rebellion hey but something needs to be said you ought to get right with God and let the passion burn once again and get back to where you were tonight, amen. About time we stop playing games in the house of God. 
playing games with the preacher and playing games with the people of God. Listen, you may have them full, but you won't fool God tonight. Amen. Renew your passion tonight. Go back to where you lost him. Go back to where you left him tonight. Keep that passion involved in your search. I could say more about that tonight, but I want to move on. Not only do we find passion involved in our search, but then I notice this tonight. I notice there are people involved in her search. Look what the Bible says in verse number 7. The Bible says this, the watchmen that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. And the keepers of the wall took away my veil from me. Yet that word watchman, you'll notice in the Bible, that's a picture, that's a type of the men of God. Those are the preachers in that day. In Ezekiel chapter number 3, God called Ezekiel as a prophet over Israel. You know what he called him? He called him a watchman tonight. So that is a picture and that is a type of the preacher tonight. And look what the Bible says there in verse number seven. The Bible says they found me, they smote me and they wounded me and the keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. Now that veil in that verse there is not talking about the bridal veil tonight but it's talking about the attire of a harlot. That is the attire of a prostitute. And in the days of antiquity in the Middle East uh, that that was the attire of a woman of the night. This is not talking about her bridal veil, but she's covered her face up and she's going out and she's looking for the bridegroom. Well, what happened? She runs into the preacher and the Bible says they wounded her and they smote her and basically what that means is they busted her hide, amen? And you say, why in the world was she wearing a veil? Why in the world was she wearing the attire of a prostitute tonight? As if from everything I can tell in the Song of Solomon, she's a good girl. She's a wholesome girl. She was pure when they married. She, she is the image of a Christian girl uh, like we'd see in our day and hour today. And you say, why in the world was she wearing the attire of a harlot? Well, because when you get away from the Savior, uh, you'll begin to look different. Uh, you'll begin to act different. Uh, you'll do things that you never thought you would have done. And there's people sitting in here today uh, that say, oh, preacher, I'd never do that. I'd never get that far out. But friend, what you forgot about is that Adamic nature in your flesh and it's as filthy as the worst thing imaginable in your heart and life and beyond tonight, amen. So what the preacher did is he comes and the Bible says that they smote her and they wounded her and they took away that veil from her. Listen, Bible preaching a lot of times will hurt us, won't it? It'll prick our heart and it'll convict us and it won't be comfortable and it won't be easy. But boy, that's what we need in this day and hour is somebody to cry aloud and spare not and preach on our sin and preach on the error of our heart. Uh, what we want today is somebody to love us uh, and to stroke us uh, and tell us how good we are. Oh, but neighbor, you and I, uh, our nature is depraved. Uh, uh, we're still in this flesh uh, and we're capable of so much to night, amen. Boy, when you preach to me, tell me the truth, amen. Don't tell me how good I am. Don't tell me how good it's going to be. Everything's not okay. Hey, friend, I need to be preached to tonight, amen. Amen, and so do you, amen. We'll see the passion involved in our search, but then we find the people involved in our search tonight. 
I'll say a quick word about this tonight. Verse number 8, she said this. She said, I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, that you tell him that I am sick of love. And then they say this in verse number 9. They said, what is thy beloved more than another beloved, O thou fairest among women? Hey, that crowd down at work that questions you all the time, why don't you do this? And why do you do this? And, And boy, you're just so bound up all the time. And you've got all those rules. And you've got all those standards. And why why do you wear that? And why why don't you cuss and fuss uh, uh, like the rest of us tonight? Uh, you better be careful about who you associate with. Uh, you better be careful about the people you let in your heart and life. Uh, I'll tell you what to do, young person, is find somebody uh, that's made it tonight uh, uh, like Miss Cape uh, or Brother Laddie or Brother Charles, uh, some of these gray-haired saints uh, who've stood the test of time and find them and model yourself after them. Amen. Boy, everybody said, boy, we look up to Miss Cape and we look, why aren't the, why isn't this generation modeling after them? Why aren't we following in their footsteps? If we look to them so much, do what they did and it'll work tonight. Amen. Surround yourself with the right people tonight. Amen. Because if you don't, you lay down with dogs, you'll wake up with fleas tonight. Amen. There was passion involved in her search, but then I find the people involved in her search, but then I see this. There was some praise involved in her search. Look what the Bible says there in verse number 10, her response to them tonight. She said, my beloved is white and ruddy, the chiefest among 10,000. Let me just stop right here and say this. You know what she said? She said, there ain't nobody like him tonight. Amen. There ain't nobody like our Savior. I'll tell you why we're in the house of God every time the doors are open. I'll tell you why we're faithful to a good old-fashioned fundamental church. I'll tell you why we read our Bible. I'll tell you why we dress the way we do because ain't nobody ever done me like Jesus. I was headed for hell. I was in the gutter, friend, and Jesus picked me up, and Jesus changed my life and what I want to do tonight is just magnify him and brag on him tonight I'll tell you what will help you when you can't find God I'll tell you what will help you when it seems like God's turned the lights out just praise him and magnify him through your storm tonight praise him where you're at glorify him because he's worthy tonight amen I'll tell you what you do when it seems like God turns the lights out. I'll tell you what it seems like when you can't find the will of God. Just do what you know to do. Praise him because he's worthy and he'll show up. Amen. Bible tells us this. God inhabits the praises of Israel. And if he inhabits the praises of Israel tonight, I know he inhabits the praises of his bride. I know that he inhabits the praises of his wife. I know that he'll inhabit the praises of the church. But you know what we do? We come in here and we look at each other like a wooden Indian and we sit around and we wait on God to move and we wait on Holy Ghost pimples and we wait on somebody to shout, oh, honey, why you might be the key to this thing. Oh, why don't you just let go and let God, oh, why don't you just let out some praise Uh, Why don't you just give him glory tonight? Uh, Because he is worthy tonight. You say, preacher, you supposed to, am I supposed to act like you tonight? No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying at all. It wouldn't hurt you, but that that ain't what you got to do. You say, I just don't do that. Well, what do you do? What do you do tonight? 
Whether you worship, whether you cry, whether you shout, whether you just lift up your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done to me. There was a good demonstration tonight of praise and of worship. Hey, whatever you do, you don't have to run the aisles. You don't have to cry. But whatever you do, whatever God has put in your heart, do it for the honor and the glory of God because he is worthy tonight. Amen. You know this tonight, you know the, the goodness of God is not contingent upon what he does for you and me. It's not contingent upon his blessings, uh, but the goodness of God tonight is contingent upon one thing and one thing alone, and that's who he is and what he is tonight. Who is he? He's the king of glory, and if he never saved you, if he never blessed you, he'd still be worthy of honor and glory and praise. He'd still be holy, holy, holy. He'd still He'd still be worthy. He'd still be worthy. He'd still be worthy tonight. Amen. And you know what she did? She answered them. She said, you want to know what's so good about him tonight? I'll just tell you. And boy, all the things that she listed, it describes him to a T tonight. Amen. And she said this. She said, he's all together lovely tonight. Amen. He is all together lovely You'll find no blemish in him tonight. You'll find no spot in him tonight. You'll find no wrinkle in him tonight. You'll find no schism in him tonight. But he is all together lovely. Amen. What do you do when you can't find God in the midst of your problem, when it's dark, when it seems like God has removed himself and it seems like God has turned the lights out? I'll tell you what you do. Just do what you know to do. Uh, praise him in the storm. Uh, praise him in the valley. Uh, praise him in the darkness uh, because he is worthy. I see this. I see the passion involved in our search. I see the people. I see the, the praise. But then I see this tonight and I'm done. I see the prize Involved in our search. Boy, you read chapters number six, seven, and eight. You could say it like this. They lived happily ever after. That's what all the fairy tales say, isn't it? But neighbor, this is no fairy tale. This is a reality tonight. And just as it was a reality for her, it can be a reality for you. Hey, think back with me tonight. Go back down memory lane to where you met him and I'll tell you exactly where she met him tonight. You go back to chapters number one and chapters number two tonight and boy, she was sitting under that apple tree and she fell in love. She saw that shepherd and her eyes caught his and his his eyes caught her and they fell in love with one another and boy they, they, they courted one another and they went with other, one another for a while and the Bible tells us this uh, that they were married amen they came together and the, the shepherd he went away for a little bit and there was a season where he was gone and then she was out there one day and boy, she saw a caravan coming down and she saw all this pomp and all this circumstance and all this big to-do coming down and she looked over the mountain and she said, who is that? And as he got closer, she wondered and it swelled in her heart and she got more and more excited and finally it connected. Finally, she recognized him and you know who it was? It was a king adorned in all his glory, but she recognized him 
him as the shepherd uh, that she fell in love with as a young girl. Amen. Uh, can I remind you this? Uh, that Jesus came uh, and he gave his life for the sheep uh, and now he's gone away for a little while. He's seated at the right hand of God uh, but when he comes back uh, he's not coming back as a shepherd. He's not coming back meek and lowly uh, but he's coming back as a king in all of his glory and thank God we'll enter eternity and we'll worship him for time and eternity in the glory of God, amen. There is a prize to this thing tonight, amen. Hey, you may not be able to find him right now. You may be heartbroken right now. There may be some space there right now and you can't find God. Hey, but if you'll look for him, if you'll stay with God, if you'll surround yourself with the right people, if you'll praise him because he's worthy, hey, the roses will bloom again. God will show up again and thank God one day after a while there'll no longer be any flesh. There'll no longer be any heart there'll no longer be any sorrow but he's coming back for his bride amen there is a prize to serving Jesus tonight amen I wonder this while we stand all over the Lord's house tonight there's a prize involved maybe you're here tonight and you've never met the shepherd I promise you this one of these days you'll meet the king and if there's not a relationship there you don't want to find him like that. You don't want to meet him like that. Right now, he's willing to introduce himself to you as the good shepherd. Jesus Christ loves you tonight. He gave himself for you. And he died to save you. Buried in a borrowed tomb and he got up on the third day victorious just like he said he would. If you're lost in sin tonight, Jesus Christ will save you. He loves you tonight. Maybe you're here tonight, you're saved, but there's a void between you and the Savior tonight. There's some space between you and Jesus. Why don't you get that fixed tonight? You know where the Lord's at tonight? You know where Jesus Christ is at? He's right where you left Him tonight. You want the fire to burn again in your heart? You want revival? Fall in love with Jesus all over again. Preacher's coming. Why don't you come do business with the Lord tonight? Amen.